Hey everyone, I'm Natalie Bensavanga, host of Five Minutes With. And this week, I am really excited to chat with Fred Brown. He is the president and CEO of the Forbes Fund. How are you doing today, Fred? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you for being here. You know, I've been talking with a lot of nonprofit leaders um, around how they had to pivot their organization during this unprecedented year. And I'm so glad that we're getting a chance to connect. But before we talk about COVID, let's talk a little bit about the Forbes Fund generally and its history. Oh, that's a great question. The Forbes Fund has been around since 1982. Mm -hmm. We're a um, supporting org of the Pittsburgh Foundation. Mm -hmm. And we're what you call an intermediary foundation. We basically grant dollars or regrant dollars as a result of getting grants from bigger institutions, Heinz Endowment, the Pittsburgh Foundation, um, organizations like that, Hillman Foundation. Um, our goal is really to advance the well being of the nonprofit sector, mm -hmm. looking at human services and community development, and really create the capacity of those organizations to operate at their fullest, fullest support or I would say to the best of their ability to be agile and iterative given the stress and shocks coming to the sector. I would say over the years since its inception, it's moved from its original construct, which was to support nonprofits who had government contracts and those contracts sometimes got held up and it, it dis, uh, dislodged their functionality around their money coming in. And we served as a support mechanism to provide those financial supports to more of a framework where how could we be forward facing and looking at how do you mitigate that risk by being um, more regenerative around grant making, more focused on sustainability, looking at resource allocation, strategic partnerships, um, back office supports, um, uh, streamlining services. So we've taken on this whole framework of optimizing the sector by both looking at the reduction of duplication of efforts, looking at strategic alliances and partners, mergers, and in some cases acquisitions, they're really skinning down the nonprofit sector to produce a more agile, iterative organization that is um, more effective, efficient, and community, community friendly. What are some of the organizations, just like a few, that you've directly been able to support? We support, um, you know, so many organizations. When I think about the ones that pop up, the Healthy Village Learning Institute is one in McKeesport. Mm -hmm. um, Stowe Rocks is another one. Mm -hmm. Braddock is another community that we've done some significant work. And when you think about our work, um, GPMP, the Greater Pittsburgh Nonprofit Partnership, serves over 500 members in this body. Then our executive and residence program serves over a couple hundred organizations a year. And that's executive coaching, uh, coaching for capacity building, coaching for consultants to do particular things in the organization. And then our catalytic community cohort work, our C3 work, is really focused on identifying emerging organizations and have them mentored and coached by higher performing organizations or in different atmospheres such as we might identify a organization that's $3 million or less with budget doing work in education and have them partner with a $50 million or more organization and really teach them how do you navigate this work around education? What are some uh, landmines you need to be concerned about? Um, here's the things we've learned. And so we really want to create this space where we optimize those institutions so they serve the greater ecosystem. And so 
C3 was really looking at the 90 communities in Allegheny County, mm-hmm. assessing that over 50 of them had a number of vulnerable or resilient people in them and organizations that had been around. They were like at the edge of being, um, having a new thrust into the sector. Mm-hmm. And what did they need to move into that new level of functionality? One is alignment and leadership. Um, another is more resources. Another is more capacity. Uh, measurable outcomes and things like that. It sounds like your organization is doing quite a lot. And what I loved when I learned a little bit more about you is you are also a fellow social worker, which I think puts you in a great position to be able to understand and navigate these spaces, having worked on the service end of it, having worked on the other side of it. Can you talk a little bit about why social workers are so invaluable across all sectors? I think the yes, training- totally biased. I am too. I think the training for social workers, at least at the University of Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. was it steeped me in this cross-sectoral application of the power of relationships to build relationships. Mm -hmm. The cross-sectoral application of which you had to understand and have some sense of not be an expert in, but be able to speak cogently to what is sustainable community design. Well, I'm not an architect or engineer, but I have some sense of that. Mm-hmm. What is regenerative applications? What is systems change? Um, you know, when you look at organic community-based applications, what is CBPR, community-based participatory research? Mm-hmm. And so I think social work forces you to understand the importance of understanding people without pre-assuming mm-hmm. that you understand their situation because you've read some data, um, somebody told you a story, and so social work forces you to go beyond the, the paper and into the person. Mm-hmm. And the way that we got trained was beyond a post-positive narrative where you actually went into the community mm-hmm. and became enthralled or infused in the community as not an outside agent, but as a co-conspirator. And so for me, that background and experience and discipline has afforded me at least this sense of understanding multiple systems. In 2018, we partnered with the London School of Systems Change when I came to the Forbes Funds Mm -hmm. to really understand the link between the global applications of our work and the local applications. Mm -hmm. I thought it was important, and I shared this with the board when I interviewed, that because of Pittsburgh's trajectory regarding artificial intelligence and robotics, we we needed to ensure that nonprofits understood that framework and could reverse engineer the support they needed to the sector. And so over the past 41 months, what we've done to really start that process is we, we froze our assets, we restructured our grant making, and we used a social service platform to partner with uh, the CRAB, the Community Research Advisory Board, to remove implicit bias from our grant making so that as grants came in, because you knew me, that didn't mean anything. Did the grant meet the metrics? Mm-hmm. So remove my implicit bias, that, which I may have about certain organizations, mm-hmm. and then move it to an external metrics that met, was met for everybody. That, you know, once we restructured our grant making and opened up our grant making, it increased by 400%. That's incredible. And did, did you notice that during COVID, during this last 16 months, this unprecedented time, what had you have to do at your organization? What did you have to do at your organization to pivot to hit these new metrics and these new marks because of these circumstances? Well, fortunately for us, we have been predicting that there would be a stress and shocks to the sector 41 Mm. months ago. Mm. And so that pivot that we talked about, we made before COVID. 
So we had a sense of the sector's needs. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we pivoted to do was really, how do we increase the awareness of what's going on at the community level so that our decision-making would represent the greatest needs of the sector in real time? And so since the advent of COVID, for example, we facilitated 2,368 Zoom meetings. We also purchased another 50 Zoom accounts for nonprofits who didn't have that technology, mm. offered it to them. And then we facilitated and had over 22,383 participants from Zoom alone, not, talk, not counting go-to meetings, not counting other platforms that we've used on a daily basis. And so that work really has transformed how we do our core work mm -hmm. because that real-time feedback allowed us to be more agile and iterative. Now, what I can tell you is mm -hmm. it has put a tremendous strain on our program and organization and staff because we historically got grants. They went through a cycle. We made a decision. Now we're looking at issues, restructuring grants to effectively address the needs of COVID that, as you know, change from day to day, week to week, and month to month. And so we've had some notion that there will be a cliff effect mm. as a result of COVID stimulus money running out. Mm. And we've begun to see people express that they're in dire straits. And so three months ago, they were doing great. Three months later, they are not. And because there's so much pride in people's work, it's really difficult to get people to admit they're having a problem or they're in a bad way. And so we've been really working behind the scenes to really help people do assessment tools to help us get a sense of what they're doing. We also initiated during COVID three new projects. Uh, one is uh, the scenario planning, which helps organizations look at if a scenario happens, what is your most primary delivery of service that you want to harness and keep? Mm -hmm. Should you keep your building? Is this particular program need to be shelved? Um, do you need to look at mergers and acquisitions? So we looked at that. Then we looked at sustainability. Um, how has your organization looked at diversifying its revenue streams, have it optimized, its donor base? Are you looking at where you are place-based? Have you expanded through technology? And so what we tried to do is build the case that organizations need to take an earnest look at themselves mm -hmm. through that self-assessment, determine what their value and contribution would be to the sector, and then seek us and partner with us to really create a pivot in their work. And I could tell you one of the most critical things for us is in the shift 41 months ago, we moved from being seen as a grant maker and intermediary to a partner. And mm -hmm. so our grantees, we don't really call grantees, we call them partners. And what we try to leverage is our three C's, building capacity, convening and coordinating resources. So for example, we put $1.4 million into the first phase of our Cadillac community cohort model. In 18 months since COVID, that group has only drawn down $400,000. Now, one might ask, well, how is that possible? Well, in instances where they were going to spend money, we were able to step in and go, well, you know, let us make a phone call because we know somebody else is going to do that. And let's see if they'll uh, provide you with some of those resources. So we were able to step in and kind of quarterback resources that they were, were not aware of that could be brought to the table where they could preserve their resource because we were saying there's going to be a real emergency. If you spend all your money right now, when you have the emergency, you're not going to have anything. Let us help you figure out these other spaces and places 
where you can access resources. And to me, that's if I had to say like one of my, my, my one of my most proudest moments is that work is that people have not spun out spun that money down just because they could. They've really looked at the value of our platform and partnership and, and have used it extensively. That's incredible. It's it's so encouraging to hear how you've been able to be innovative as leaders in this space during such an intense time. I appreciate you taking this time to chat with me and let me learn more about your organization. If people want to get involved, if they want to donate, if they want to support, where can they find you? Uh, www.forbesfunds.org is our website. We have a donation box on there. We just revamped our website. We just won website of the year award for its innovation as well. And I really am appreciative of the foundations that have supported us, have been supportive of us mm-hmm. and the people who make our work real and meaningful. I'm excited about where we're going, our staff and our core competencies. And overall, it's just an exciting time, even in the face of COVID, mm-hmm. to see organizations pivot and innovate. So thank you for having us on and talking about our work. We're greatly appreciative of that. We look forward to a future interview to see how we're doing post-COVID. I was just going to say, I can't wait to have you back on in a little while and hear how things are going. And thank you so much, Fred, for just spending a little bit more than five minutes with me. (laughs) Thank you. This was great. Thank you.